1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mallow. Hey everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora, I'm joined here by Max Mallow. And we took a little a few weeks break to kind of uh, get back to things, get back into the swing of things, our you know, main responsibilities at our jobs and everything, but there was a new release of a movie that was highly anticipated for many horror fans, which is the new Texas Chainsaw movie on Netflix, so Max and I decided we get together and go through all the installments pretty quickly and just talk about which are the best, which are the worst, rank them, a lot of them are bad, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, same uh, same same deal that we did with our uh, our scream retrospective. Obviously, this won't be a bit longer because there's more entries in this franchise. Uh, nine in total, which is a lot, you know, mm-hmm. up there with the likes of Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth. But yeah, like you said, there are some real duds in this in this franchise, like some ones that you don't even gotta bother with. Um, you know, there are ones that also reboot the franchise a couple times which is you know getting into that territory of like halloween where we constantly crap on that franchise for having multiple timelines because it's just not important you know if you're going to do a timeline either stick with it or create one and then you know hope that that one's good and if it fails then i don't know hollywood do something else with your money it's kind of annoying (laughs) um but yeah obviously this was One of the biggest releases on our calendar for this year, following Scream. Um, But now we're in a little bit of a lull, you know, for big releases until uh, the middle to end part of 2022. We have Mm -hmm. Nope, obviously coming out. We got the trailer for that during the Super Bowl, which looks Mm -hmm. amazing. Really, really excited for it. Uh, We also have uh, The Black Phone, uh, Mm -hmm. which was supposed to come out earlier in the year, but got delayed. So... Yeah, this is uh, the other really big one of, of Q1, right? So, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't <laughs> watched it yet. And my interest in watching it is like slowly dwindling away. And I think it's from the trailer. Like, yeah. I the, the, that first big trailer that came out that had, you know, Sally Hardesty in it, it had a group of... Uh, millennial adults I guess you would say um, all in some kind of bus going somewhere and you know some guy tried to use cancel culture on Leatherface and I was like man my interest in watching this has just drastically <laughs> declined
2: yeah it wasn't good
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. it's also like it I will get into it when we get there but it started out okay, and then by the midpoint, it just like drastically went downhill, and there was no turning back. But I will say, if you watch it, and I think we talked about this. It's less than an hour and a half. It's like eighty something minutes, so you could just watch it real quick, forget it ever happened. Said you do, said you do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could do that too, or I could just not. But anyway, you know, that's that's at the end of the list, and and I will totally hand it off to you to give me your thoughts on the movie. Feel free to spoil it for me. I really don't care. Um, but yeah, Texas Chainsaw yeah, Leatherface is one of the most iconic horror villains of all time. Uh, it's one of the most iconic franchises of all time. I mean, Leatherface has transcended the horror genre into main media. You know, he's been mm-hmm. people have uh, used his likeness in games like Dead by Daylight, or you get actual ports of Leatherface to games like Mortal Kombat, Call of Duty, Warzone. Um, he's he's an icon. He's an OG. Uh, some would say the OG uh, in their minds, mm-hmm. but uh, the first one came out 1974, directed by Toby Hooper, starring Marilyn Burns and Gunnar Hansen, uh, playing Sally Hardesty, our final girl, uh, and Leatherface, respectively. There's not much to say about this one other than the fact that it is the best in the franchise and one of the best horror movies of all time.
2: Yeah, yeah, I adore this movie. I've loved it for you know so long. Growing up, like growing up, I have, I still have it actually. My parents house a poster of uh sex chainsaw it's just so iconic and i feel like people really credit a lot of times halloween with bringing the slasher genre to life but this came out before halloween uh four years prior so you know it's it's definitely an og and uh like just the feel of this movie it's so 70s in a way that halloween isn't i would say like this one just feels like it's a home movie without having that you know home movie gimmick it's just so like raw and gross and creepy as hell and the rest of the movies don't have that feeling at all
0: yeah this movie scared the crap out of me as a kid um and you know there's a a funny story we always like to tell at family dinners that when Mm. my mom saw this movie for the first time she went over to my cousin robin's house uh, and had to sleep over there because she was absolutely <laughs> terrified by the movie. Um, so I remember watching. I think the first time I must have watched it was during um, AMC Fear Fest. Oh, yeah. You know the iconic uh, October movie marathon that AMC does, and I remember just being just outright terrified by the visuals, the the ending scene in particular of Leatherface mm-hmm. just spinning around in like a craze just freaked me out. And that, that image of, of Marilyn Burns, uh, Sally, you know, driving and pulling off in that pickup truck and just covered in blood. And you, and as a kid, you know, I must've been like what, 12 or 13, not knowing, you know, whether it was like laughing or crying or relief or sadness, you know, it just an awesome scene that portrays so many emotions that can be broken down in a multitude of ways. Uh, yeah, it's just great. Um, the the story follows Sally, obviously, her paraplegic brother Franklin, uh, and their friends Jerry, Kirk, and Pam. And, you know, they're just... They're out. They're in Texas. The place you just don't want to be right now. Uh, no. If you're, you know, this group of friends. Um, and, you know, a lot of horror tropes, you know, come across... A house, and you go investigate it, and just so happens to be that you go into the house of a group of cannibals, and it's just ah, oh, it's terrifying, and it's like grounded in—I don't want to say reality, but like pseudo-reality, where it's like it's more be- believable than
1: mm-hmm. Nightmare
0: on Elm Street, yeah. right? So that's where like the the grounded horror really comes into play, and what freaked me out as a kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like when you're watching this it really feels like you're watching like just something that you shouldn't be watching. Like it's something real. And that ending scene still scares me. Like I watched this movie actually the the other week um just because and the ending scene, it's like I know what's going to happen, but I'm still like getting, you know, goosebumps and butterflies just because like Leatherface is, almost catches Sally like 20 times right at the end and I'm like, ah. Oh yelling at the TV get out of there and it's like I know exactly what's going to happen so that just proves how effective it is that this movie came out in the 70s and it's still so good and still scary today it's really really awesome and not that many movies can say that they've done that
0: yeah the the dinner scene is iconic um, the scene where um, well, what character is it uh, where they're running out of the house and Leatherface grabs mm-hmm. him and pulls him back into the house
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, I can't remember the character off the top of my head right in this moment, but that scene is iconic and and terrifying. Um, And Leatherface as a character is terrifying. This big, burly man with a chainsaw wearing masks of other people that he's already Mm -hmm. killed. Uh, It's just, you know, again, brilliant filmmaking uh, by Toby Hooper, and it really um, you know, like you said, set the stage really for the revival of, of slasher movies, because Halloween gets that mainstream credit, but mm-hmm. horror fans give it to Texas Chainsaw, and especially the OG, like, Chainsaw fans, because mm-hmm. it's a franchise that has a massive, rabid fan base um, that's just been wanting a good movie for a long time because, oh, yeah. you know, it's been, what, 1974, so that's, quick maths, 48 years? Boom, there you go. Uh, since, quick since the OG, and... You know, there are some okay entries in the franchise after this, but nothing quite lived up to that first one. Um, And that's not to say other franchises have had movies that are equivalent to the original, but Mm -hmm. when we talk about Scream, like, I put five close to one because I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it that much and I thought it was such a well-done movie. Same thing with Halloween 2018. It's up there with the first one. Yeah. I don't think there's any release in this franchise that comes close to the first one like those other ones
2: no i agree and it's sad it's crazy because i'm like when i think about this franchise i'm like oh yeah i love texas chainsaw like i'm a fan but it's really just the first movie that i love and it's like like you're saying fans are just waiting for something something better or not better but as good to come along but it really does seem like because there's so many lines of continuity and then a direct sequel another prequel and like whatever people are doing with this franchise that people just keep wanting to save it it seems like like people uh filmmakers are coming in are like i love this story it's gonna be mine now and i'm just gonna do it you know the way i want to do it and sure that's the liberty you have when you sign on to be a director but it didn't work
0: yeah (laughs) i agree it's tough you know um i had a lot of hope for this one but Mm -hmm. my hope has been dwindled i haven't even seen the movie yet uh (laughs) But yeah, that's the first one. Uh, if we're gonna give it a rating, it's it's probably a ten for me. I think it's it's like a perfect movie.
2: Yeah, I think we can do a ten.
0: It's it's up there, like that. Right. The original Halloween, the original Scream, those are movies that would get tens out of tens for me because mm-hmm. it's just such an iconic movie. And yeah, I feel like if you're a fan of horror movies and you haven't seen it, it is on a must watch list.
2: Yep. Definitely. And it is streaming on Showtime. So I watched it the other week.
0: Wow. Showtime as a kid, didn't have it as an adult still don't have it. And <laughs> you know, I know you're a big Dexter fan, so you have to have Showtime, right?
2: That's why I got it. And then I just never canceled it because they have some good horror movies and they have, uh, like all the eight twenty four 24 movies on there. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep it for now.
0: There you go. <laughs> so yeah, that's the first one. Um, Now, the next one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. A much different movie in terms of tone, writing, acting, everything, really. Uh, It came out 12 years later after the first one. uh, So 1986. Also directed by Toby Hooper. Um, And this one, I do enjoy I like this movie a lot. Um, Yeah. It's fun. (laughs) It's corny. It's goofy. Doesn't really take itself too seriously. There's some really also like Iconic moments if you're like a real horror fan in this movie. Um specifically like uh with one character Chop Top played by the iconic Bill Mosley, um Mm -hmm. who gets a shout out doubly for not only being Chop Top but also working with Ice Nine Kills on (laughs) their last album, because that's just cool. Um but yeah, like even I'll just compare the posters, right? The first one is a picture of Leatherface. Uh, with a victim. It says, who will survive and what will be left of them? Utterly terrifying. Yeah. The second movie (laughs) poster uh, is uh, the the main family. um, The uh, Sawyers. The Sawyers, thank you. Um, And they're posing uh, in the Breakfast Club manner, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is just hilarious. Uh, And it says, after a decade of silence, the buzz is back. (laughs) So just completely different tones.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like if we're saying the first movie is very, very 70s, this movie is very, very, very 80s. And it almost missed the cut. came out in 86. Eh, So I guess not that close to 90. But very, very, very 80s. And this is a conversation for another time, but I was thinking, like, was there an actual, like, terrifying horror movie from the 80s? Or were they all just goofy? Oh, it's a good question. <laughs> one does not come to mind as actually being scary. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just putting it out there that 80s, I don't know. It, it was its own thing, which I completely love. And I agree, this movie is so fun. I love it in ways that are so different than the first one. Just because it's stupid, it's corny, but it's also Leatherface. And now, I, think, I don't know, his whole deal... With stretch, the the main kind of uh, victim in this movie is absurd.
0: It's, I don't it's, know. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, this is where the the franchise th- it doesn't go off the rails, but a lot of the themes <laughs> that get repeated, you know, throughout the franchise, um, you know, dictate those kind of crazy themes that the second one brought to life. Um, specifically, you know, Chop Top Bill Mosley is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Uh, You know, one of the most famous actors of all time. Um, The late great, right? I believe he passed away. Yeah, he died in 2010. Mm -hmm. It was in one of my favorite horror movies, uh, Land of the Dead, the Romero film. But, uh, yeah, the (laughs) themes in this movie are crazy and hilarious. Uh, And you get, you know... Some of the same things from the first one, you get, you know, a dinner scene, which is something that is constantly repeated over and over again in this franchise as being like, yeah. you know, its its main bit, if you would, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, it's it's so different. Like, even Wikipedia clarifies it as like a black comedy. Yeah. Um, which I would agree with in terms of like, the a lot of the tone, if you're... I guess if you're older, I feel like you can pick up more on the comedy, but even as a kid, I feel like this movie would have scared me because it's yeah. it's creepy.
2: It's still Leatherface. And yeah, Chop Chop is so great. He's like, he might look funny now with like kind of the makeup and everything, but as a kid, yeah, I would be scared of him. Yeah. It's also funny, like I just Googled Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you know, like the people also ask, little column. Someone asked, is Texas Chainsaw 2 a parody? basically
0: yeah again it doesn't it doesn't really take itself too seriously as the first one did Um, yeah with all the you know the first one is very minimalistic in the way that it scares people it doesn't try to go over the top it doesn't uh you know there's not a ton of blood and gore that are splashing all over the place um again it's really grounded i would say Mm -hmm. in terms of a horror movie and this one is very elevated in terms of the themes and the characters (laughs) Uh, but it's still, it's still a good watch. It's still a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when a series gets, you know, put on the back burner for 12 years. So you don't really know what to do next, but, um, yeah. this is the only other one that was directed by Toby Hooper, uh, which is mm-hmm. crazy to think of, um, considering he, you know, made the original, um, Wes Craven obviously did so many of the, the nightmare and Scream movies. Um, uh, On Carpenter and Halloween and even you know coming back nowadays and and doing the original. So it's kind of crazy that I think if the franchise was released maybe in the 80s at the start, it would have had a more sustained run when it came to like Toby working on projects. I don't know too much of the backstory behind it, but yeah, me. Um you do make a a good point because is this one of the better movies from the 80s? I'd love to do like a like a Four, four or five part episode where we go through and look at the best movies from each decade yeah
2: you could do that for sure
0: but yeah a score
2: um between a six and a seven it's like i don't know i feel like a seven might be too generous but i had a lot of fun watching it like it's more fun than it is good yeah counts for something
0: right i also am with you leaning between a six and a seven and you know we don't do point fives here
2: all right
0: so i think for the sake of the franchise we'll you know if we don't give it a seven then i feel like everything else is going to get really low ratings yeah um so i uh, i'll go with a seven
2: all right just Call for
0: chop top pushes it over the top because
2: yeah, yeah yeah
0: so good and the third one. Oh man this one what uh
2: i want to say it's not memorable but it kind of is just because it's very the next two are just very ridiculous and then it starts to get a little bit like forgettable
0: yeah um (laughs) this third one so interestingly enough this one also um just completely changes tone from the second one which is if you're trying to watch these movies all the way through Like, in in a binge (laughs) setting, it's very jarring, for sure. Um, It originally was given an X rating by the MPAA. uh, So, Mm. there you go. Take that for what it's worth. And then it was obviously re-rated to r when it was released. Um, And, yeah, this one stars everybody's favorite uh, king, uh, Viggo Mortensen, which is, like, (laughs) crazy to think about. But it gets even crazier in the next one. Um, This one... I think it just kind of falls into a um, a category of, like, forgettable. Like, yeah. this one for me is probably the most forgettable pre-Platinum Dunes and uh, all those crappy reboot remakes that came out in, like, the 2000s onward. Because, uh-huh. you know, the next one we'll talk about, I think, is hilarious. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, you get a new line of continuity, which is just not helpful ever. Especially, Especially
1: in
2: the third movie. It's not like it's the tenth one.
0: <laughs> right. Um, you get one of the dumbest, like, plot points, which is Leatherface has a child.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's the only thing that makes me remember this movie. Because it's just so, why did they do that? No. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Uh, and Sally's dead, which is a, a you know. Sally's not in the second one as a a main character. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, it's just weird. Also, interestingly enough, fun fact, this is the third movie in the franchise and also the third time a different actor has portrayed Leatherface. Um, Gunnar Hansen, obviously, was the original. Uh, You had Mm -hmm. Bill Johnson play him in the second one. And then R.A. Mihailov, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, in the third one. And, yeah, also, I mean, horror icon Ken Foray is in this movie. Fantastic. Yeah, But... Yeah, this one for me is just forgettable. I just I don't necessarily ever would find myself coming back to this movie.
2: No, definitely not. It's funny just to think of Vigo Mortensen just because, you know, he's a very, very, you know, talented, acclaimed actor now. Um, so to see him as a Sawyer is just ridiculous. But apart from that, yeah, it's just I really don't like the fact that they allude to him having, you know, that little girl as his child. And it's like, uh. Creepy, yeah. gross, I don't like it here, get me out of here. That's me watching this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I do like Tex a lot, the character that Vigo Mortensen plays. Um, mm-hmm. It's just one of the more vicious, I would say, Sawyers that we get like a real in-depth look at. Yeah. In in these first four, I'll say. Or the original quadrilogy, if you wanna I don't know what you want to do with that. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it, it is all over the place, and like I said, it is jarring. The movie only made $5.7 at the box office. Uh, it is the poorest of the bunch up until the next one that comes out after this one, so just not a streak of, you know, a lot of money coming in, uh, no. which kind of sucks. Uh, but, yeah, this movie also had, you know, uh, some censorship things that had to go on with it because, like I said, it was originally X-rated because of graphic violence, uh and yeah it's just for me i'd rather go back and watch the one we're going to talk about next than this one because that one to me is just iconic for all the wrong reasons
2: <laughs> i agree so this one is a wash nothing too too major to say about it what is the score out of 10
0: uh yeah uh
2: i want to say like a three
0: nah i'm gonna go with a four four forgettable <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Four for Vigo, who I went to a Rangers game last week and he was there.
0: Oh, you want to go see the hockey? The ice hockey? Oh, cool. <laughs> nice.
2: So just for that reason. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah. Now, it's funny because, you know, we mentioned Vigo and Vigo, uh, what, Eastern Promises, uh, History of Violence. Is he in yeah. Eastern Promises? I think he is. Um, i never
2: seen that.
0: Return of the King, Fellowship of the Ring. And mm-hmm. those those two towers, um, like movies that definitely defined our childhoods. Um, yeah, the, the Lord of the Rings, I should say. I don't know if History of Violence really defined our childhoods, but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's funny, right, to see him in a movie like this. Same thing with like seeing Paul Rudd in uh, what is it, Curse of Michael Myers?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Playing
0: yeah. Uh, Tommy, which is just you know that's not who Paul Rudd is to us. Um, but yeah. That's it's kind of you know water under the bridge when you look at the next one, considering who are the two main characters in the next release, which is just garbage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let's take our first quick break and then we'll get into one of the most ridiculous horror movies of all time. I'll say, all right, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. I also, we just need to talk about the titles of these films first two sure even though they're spelled differently which always annoyed me yeah. third one leatherface the texas chainsaw massacre three then the fourth one, the tech or texas chainsaw massacre the next generation like stop trying to get creative and then they just forget about it later on i don't know
0: yeah uh then you know i don't know if this one it's not like this one has like a new captain of the you know of the enterprise or whatever uh, Mm -hmm. star trek it's but man
2: what next generation
0: right this movie is a fucking mess from start to back um and in a good way in a good way in 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 the best way possible um (laughs) so like i said the movie uh the third one only made 5.7 million at the box office if you're curious in how much the next generation made at the box office um, from a budget of $600,000, the movie made $185,000. Oh, my God. Was
2: it released in theaters? Yes. Oh, my
0: God. It was also uh, released <laughs> twice, I believe, in theaters because uh, it had two different runtimes for a 1995 cut and a 97 cut. It was also shown <laughs> at South by Southwest.
1: Um, oh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so like we said, Viggo Mortensen, did Is he Did he win an Academy Award? I feel like he did. Isn't that right?
2: For Return of the King? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, you know what? He might have won for Green Book.
0: Oh, true.
2: Which was way more recent.
0: Uh, I don't know. But anyway, he was definitely nominated a bunch of times. Um, yeah. So you go from him uh, to another Academy Award winner an iconic actor of our generation all right all right all right mr matthew fucking mcconaughey (laughs) um yeah he never he never won did he win i don't know but uh, i don't think he was yeah i don't
2: think he did Yeah.
0: yeah mcconaughey won for dallas buyers club yeah gave one of the best uh acceptance speeches i think thought of that, his hero in three years and now that's my hero in five years and oh yeah, yeah you know and then he's driving <laughs> around in his Lincoln car and he's you know banging on the spaceship screaming no with the you know that's him <laughs> that that fucking Matthew McConaughey is in this movie yeah. as a villain and he is hilarious and who is he partnered alongside as the final girl quote-unquote uh one of my favorite um actresses um Renee Zellweger <laughs>
2: yeah insane i mean and she she's won an academy award or she's been nominated she
0: won for no she won didn't she yeah for judy
2: Uh, judy i feel like she's been nominated so many times that i couldn't remember but yeah so two oscar-winning actors in this film and they're both absolutely terrible uh, Matthew McConaughey definitely pulls the Nick Cage because he just goes all out and none of it makes sense. And you just have to respect it.
0: Yeah. Uh, specifically, one scene where um, he kind of goes like full Star Wars Tusken Raider, which is really weird. <laughs> uh, and he just starts making weird noises. <laughs> that really is like Nick Cage is a good reference. Uh, yeah. And like, it's just making weird fucking sounds. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it's, I don't understand.
0: Like it's really fucking weird. Um but yeah, uh also Renée Zellweger was nominated for The Best Movie Musical of all time. Chicago. Yeah, I think I did f- love that movie. I think that's fair to say. I do. What, that was the best. Yeah, I think that's fair movie? to say.
2: I love that movie, movie and I've never iconic. seen the play. Yeah, or- me either. Yeah.
0: That or well my favorite is la la land because yeah how can you not um but yeah this movie is a fucking mess (laughs) uh i just you know it's just great to talk about the actors in it and not talk about the actual movie because i know what does he
2: even say about the movie it's just his performance that makes it entertaining the rest of it is just like what is going
0: on yeah and i have like vivid uh memories of being a child and going to, well, not a child, but, you know, in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And going to the mall with my friends. Uh, and we loved to go to uh, everyone's favorite entertainment store, FYE. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> classic. We buy CDs, listen to music, you know, hang around, whatever. And I always remember seeing the DVD case for this movie. And being like, what the hell is this? Because it had McConaughey (laughs) and Zellweger like next to each other and just this like bright neon font. And it just looks ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, And God, I I don't even know. The movie opens, uh, again, with four teenagers after their high school prom. Um, And they're smoking weed and doing (laughs) high school things. And it's like, it's just from there, like, crashing, it's just, God, this movie's a mess.
2: Yeah. I. It's just so funny. Also, they have McConaughey do the alright, 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 which is just like, can you imagine watching this movie in a theater? I'm sure no one else would be there, but then I would just start hysterically just like cackling at that because of course they had to do that.
0: Yeah. Um, Did this movie come out? It must have come out after After,
2: Yeah yeah because this was 95
0: yeah so god i just (laughs) i can imagine being so kim henkel directed it yeah um he uh co-wrote the original
2: yeah which is just like
0: what went wrong
2: (laughs) (laughs) he had his own vision that he couldn't make happen in
0: the first one. Yeah, like, was Toby just, like, there for the first one being like, dude, look, we are not doing this. Like, reel like, it in,
2: reel it in. Just,
0: like, this is a very grounded horror movie based on, like, reality of fear and, <laughs> and cannibals and stuff like that. And he's like, but what if, like, the guy jumps off the roof and lands on a car? And it's like, <laughs> just like, no, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but, It's
2: yeah. also weird, too, because they have, like, a quick cameo from Sally at the end in the hospital, which is just like, what is that about?
0: Right. Which shows that it's also a new line of continuity. Yep. Because we <laughs> they established that Sally was dead in the third one.
1: Yep.
0: It's just...
2: It really, like you said, you put it really, really good that if you wanted to watch these movies for the first time and just did a marathon through them, you would have whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> the characters said, okay, no, wait, they're, co- they're back now and now they're going to do this and none of it
0: follows it's it's really incoherent uh it, it's like you know getting really drunk and waking up with the spins and just being like what is going what on idea. what is what is happening um but yeah this one uh was five years after the third one it was the last of this hurrah of this of the 1900s in the 70s and 80s and 90s of tr- yeah i guess right yeah Late nineteen. It's just
1: funny the way
2: you
0: said it. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, it's a, 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 a wrong turn of just bad decisions in this movie. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. So out of ten, one.
2: What
0: <laughs> this movie stings.
2: I would give it, like, a five. No
0: way. You're crazy. <laughs>
2: well, again, if I'm going by, like, enjoyment, sure. or am I being a critic? Both.
0: We don't enjoy movies here. We only <laughs> we only critique movies here. Look, I'm saying, if Dune, to me, is a nine, this movie cannot be a five. Because that's just... This critique in my head is just not not A for guilty pleasure
2: reasons. Yeah,
0: it is definitely a guilty pleasure movie. I would rather watch... This one, on and the
2: third one, or yeah. then the, yeah,
0: then both of them. We gave
2: that cool. a four.
0: Yeah, I know. I think I'd rather watch this one, probably other than two. Also, maybe on like a Halloween, on like an October weekend, trying to yeah. get in the Halloween mood because this movie's just silly. Uh, and not not silly in the way like the second one's silly. Yeah,
2: it's the just, second one is yeah definitely better.
0: Yeah, it's just oh, it's a laugh. You know, it's like. <laughs> The second one is we're not laughing at you; we're laughing with you. Yeah. And in the fourth one, is... we're not laughing with you; we're one hundred percent laughing at you for whatever this was. All
2: right. What about a three?
0: A three is fine. <laughs> like,
2: what's the difference
0: between a one and a three at this point? Yeah, true, not much. But also, again, the the next ones that we'll talk about the the Platinum Dooms remake era of, of horror. Uh, mm-hmm. These are also really bad, uh, and it kind of like tries to get into what made the first one so good while adding all those stupid 2000 tropes of mm-hmm. trying to be overtly scary for no reason Yeah, um, that I would rather watch this one than a lot of those other ones too. But yeah. it's still a really bad movie, Natalie.
2: <laughs> okay. We're doing it as critics, a little bit of a three. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which segues into the next movie which came out in 2003 uh it is the texas chainsaw massacre remake uh, that is a direct remake of the original uh mm-hmm. that stars jessica beale jonathan tucker not the one that must die um mike vogel <laughs> and andrew not it, andrew <laughs> andrew. <laughs> andrew b <laughs> andrew b as Leatherface, their
2: face Br-
0: Br-Niersky. Br-Niersky. Yeah, I apologize, Andrew, if you're listening. <laughs> but, you know, uh, he plays a lot of face. Uh, Yet another character to portray the icon. It's funny that you talk about like this iconic character, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not one actor who played him in multiple movies.
2: I know, it's crazy. The only one I would know by name is Gunnar Hansen. The other ones, obviously, can't even pronounce one of their names. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this one
2: so okay i liked this movie growing up because
0: you were done yeah
2: i was so well i didn't watch it when it came out it came out in 2003 so i was in third grade way too young to watch it but like by middle school i watched this one and the next one and enjoyed them just because i wanted anything that was horror and you know they had actors in it that i knew of course jessica biel was very popular at this time. Um, So, you know, they had the formula that all of the other horror remakes at this time did, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the Friday Thirteenth, all the remakes that they were doing, they had the formula of, like, get hot people in there and have, like, really bloody kills, and that's it. Who cares about the storyline? It's fine. So that's just a good review of this film. That's what they did.
0: Yeah, hot people (laughs) die.
2: yep house of wax but house of wax and guilty pleasure
0: oh this movie's oh i don't know that's like a would you rather like step on legos or like step on like a bed of spikes (laughs) i don't know
2: this one is definitely forgettable i don't remember like anything about it other than jessica biel and just a complete remake of the original so it's almost the same thing
0: yeah this is also a fear fest movie that i watched when i was younger (laughs) and just being like didn't i watch this movie
2: and yes, I did,
0: but I had not known that it was a remake. I was just like, this is updated and the characters have different names. But yeah. it's basically the same movie, right? Um, so yeah, I say Platinum Dunes because Platinum Dunes um, was the production house that produced this movie. Um, mm-hmm. One man named Michael Bay, who everybody should know, uh, also produced mm-hmm. it uh, since you know Platinum Dunes is his creation. Um, but yeah, Platinum Dunes. Uh, just, just not a name you want to hear when you're looking at, you know, 2000s horror remakes. Because this was the mm-hmm. first one they did, and certainly wasn't the last one, and certainly not the best one. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, you know, the idea Sally is gone. The name Sally doesn't exist. It is Aaron, <laughs> it is Jessica Beale. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, again, this one is also forgettable. A lot of the ones in the 2000s are forgettable. Mm
2: hmm. I will say, though, I think these two are better than the... This one is better than the new remake. Mm, Is it? Yeah, the 2022 Mm.
0: one. This one's better than that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's some old claim. (laughs) I'm just
2: saying. Um, Yeah, I really have nothing to say about this one. It is what it is. It's not the worst movie ever made, but it doesn't do anything original, and yeah.
0: Yeah, a three I think also is a fair grade for this one.
2: Um, I don't know. Like it's made better than the third, than the Next Generation for sure. Yeah. Well,
0: act- well, yeah. I mean, it's Michael Bay. Like,
2: so you've seen
0: Transformers?
2: <laughs> so maybe a four.
0: Okay, a four. But <laughs> I do like the Next Generation more than this movie
2: yeah no that's the thing it's like i enjoy that one more but if we're talking about it from just like a straight sure critique that's fair whatever three or four it's the same number yeah uh
0: (laughs) it's not but okay however that however that works in your brain um so yeah that's uh that's the 2003 remake and it was quickly followed uh three years later by a prequel called texas chainsaw massacre the beginning uh it was directed by jonathan liebesman um, and it also, again, horror, 2000s horror movie prequel thing, hot people die, gory death, uh, mm-hmm. Jordana Brewster, um, who's part of the most iconic family in the history of cinema, um, <laughs> the, the Toretto family, <laughs> um, Mad Bomer, uh, and for the first time in the franchise, we actually have a repeat. I don't know if I was yeah. clear the first time when I said it for 2003, but... <laughs> There wasn't an actor who repeated as leatherface up until this point uh is what i should have said if i that wasn't clear but andrew b (laughs) is back as leatherface in this one uh and this is a direct prequel to that film uh also just ripe with negative reviews because this movie's also not good
2: so i kind of like this movie (laughs) okay Okay. Because it came out when I was in the sixth grade, okay? Do you understand the that?
0: Was sixth grade a good time for you?
2: It was when I was starting to end into horror, and I was young and naive about what was a good horror movie. So I have
1: Deflecting. the nostalgia.
2: <laughs> I have the nostalgia aspect of this. I also really like Jordana Brewster um, I mean, and Matt great. Palmer. Um... I will say, I, I don't mind this movie because it's more of an original story than at least the remake that we just got previously. Right. I'm not saying it's revolutionary, I'm just saying it's a little bit more enjoyable. And in this one and the last one, I will say there are a few good kills.
0: Yes. Um, you know, we crap on these movies, as you've heard, uh, <laughs> but there are good kills in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I do, I do enjoy this one. Especially the opening scene is kind of cool. With the yeah, idea yeah. of this uh, character, Luda Mae Hewitt, uh, who finds a child uh, and takes him back to her house and ends up naming him Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a name given to him. Obviously, he will be known by another name later on in the movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, this, this one... I think I can appreciate this one more than the two thousand three remake because yeah. at least it's an original idea. <laughs> That's it. But it also has a fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just so
2: that. bad. It's so bad. That. It's not that bad to be a fourteen percent. I would not give it that low of a grade.
0: Fourteen percent is just I mean, so
2: wow. low. It was obviously
0: yeah. nominated for a Razzie. Um, for worst <laughs> prequel or sequel, uh, but it lost. did win
2: though. Yeah,
0: Basic Instinct Two. Just, oh
2: my god, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah,
0: just not a not a need for that movie ever. The first one is so iconic; you don't need a second one.
2: All right, a score.
0: You have no other thoughts other than this movie and the sixth grade. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm saying there are some good kills. I also. Some people might disagree with this, but I do like the coloring in this one and the last one. It's just like so 2000s and it makes it really grungy and creepy. And like these movies and like the Sawyer family, they're just dirty and gross. So I think it really kind of highlighted that.
0: Yeah. That's oh, fair. Uh-huh. So a three?
2: <laughs> I'm leaning towards a five. <laughs> why, why, not, I? Why,
0: why not a six for the sixth grade?
2: I, I know. I keep wanting to give all these fives because I'm too nice, but I don't know. It's better than the third, the 2003 one.
0: I would agree. Oh, we gave that one a four, didn't we?
2: Yeah.
0: I have a lot of. I have a mental <laughs> block giving this movie a five. I have a, a huge mental block
2: should we give the 2003
0: 103 oh and that's the... better yeah let's let's adjust our grades <laughs> <laughs> it's like this was like you know we're grading students and then for some reason we read this paper and we're like this was not the best and it's a little mm-hmm. below average and then you go and read the next paper and you're like this one's average i graded this kid's paper too high didn't i I? <laughs> and little timmy's like why 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 is his grade affecting my grade I'll be like, Well, you know that's how it goes that's how it goes, especially because it's a direct prequel mm-hmm. to this crappy remake that Michael Bay and his his <laughs> dunes decided to do. <laughs> oh, God. Just why? Why do these movies exist is a good question.
2: I know. They're they're bad. But the next it, ones that we're going to get into are oh, worse. <laughs> <bad. worst. laughs> yes, I have a feeling these are not going to make it past the three mark. But let's take our final break. And we'll talk about these just wonderful films. All right. So when we were speaking about kind of like the early 2000s remakes of horror movies and all of the that content we got. Also, what we started getting into with the 2010s was let's just make everything 3D. Do you remember that? Literally every movie was in 3D.
0: Yeah. The Final Destination. Yeah. In 3D. <laughs>
2: So, the next on the docket, 2013 came around, and they said, let's do Texas Chainsaw 3D. Again, with the titles, nothing creative, just Texas Chainsaw 3D. And I saw this one in theaters, I remember, and it was terrible.
0: You Oh, you paid money to see this one, huh?
2: Oh, yeah, it was in 3D. I had to go. <laughs> Did
0: you have the glasses on? <laughs> Probably. I remember the only, like... Th- I hated the concept of three D. Whenever a movie came out in three D and two D, I was just yeah. like, Alright, I'm gonna go see the two D one. I remember <laughs> my friends were like, Let's go see Thor in three D And like half of the movie I was seeing colours.
2: It hurts your head.
0: Yeah. And I also took off the glasses because I was like, This is just pointless. I'm just gonna I'll just the movie will just be blurry for me, I don't care. <laughs>
2: I remember you could also rent them for Blockbuster, the 3D, with the 3D glasses, too, so you could watch it at home. I don't know how that worked, but I remember doing that for my Bloody Valentine 3D.
1: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Didn't pay movie theater money to see that, but paid Blockbuster money to see that.
0: Nice. Blockbuster. Rip. Um, Yeah. I will say, this movie has probably, like, a top... Three poster for me the poster was creepy
2: I was gonna say also for the rebooted ones the 2003-2006 I really like those posters I think they're really creepy
0: yeah the 2003 poster is definitely up there um yeah. with like childhood memories of seeing DVDs and stuff in, in like Blockbuster and um Hollywood Video ooh do you remember Hollywood Video
2: I didn't have that one
0: oh Hollywood Video was, was that was it you know I was, my mom was like, well, you want to go rent a video game from Blockbuster? I was like, no, mom, I want to go to Hollywood Video. they got a better selection there. And they also kept all of the horror movies on the other side of the store so I didn't have to, you know, Amazing. be spooked out by the, the box art because I was such a little wuss at that point in my life. I hated, like, the box art scared sk- 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 the crap out of me. Yeah, they
2: did a good job.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this one. Uh, This one made money um it doubled its budget more than doubled its budget um distributed by lionsgate uh and this one is also again a direct sequel to the original (laughs) yep because
2: another one can't stop
0: yep thanks thanks hollywood um (laughs) it stars uh alexandra daddario who i love i think she's great yeah
2: she's so good
0: uh andrew b is out uh danny yeager uh Aaron's long lost brother uh, is in his Leatherface. Um now identified as Jedediah for whatever Yeah, reason.
2: that's what I was going to say in the last movie. Or the last yeah, the last one that we were just talking about. It. I was like I was like, I love how they changed his name like yeah. five times and I'm just like I don't even know his real name. It's just Leatherface. I can't
0: yeah, say that. That is his name. Um <laughs> Trey Songs. He's in it. so yeah Trey songs mm-hmm. uh, cool <laughs> um, yes this is her uh, Tania uh, or Tania Tania uh, yeah uh, Raym- from Lost yeah I, I'm just terrible at pronouncing names um, <laughs> Alex Rousseau from Lost
2: uh, yeah 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 she, yeah I didn't even recognize her in this she has like really light hair she looks very different
0: yeah Um, Gunnar Hansen is also in the movie uh, as the boss of the Sawyer family, more or less. Um, Marilyn Burns is in it, not portraying Sally Hardesty.
2: No, which makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be a direct sequel to the first one, so why don't you just keep the continuity line and just add Sally in it if you're going to bring the actress back.
0: Yeah, Uh, and also Bill Mosley's in this one, not portraying Mm -hmm. Chop Top. (laughs) no. Just, like, what goes through these people's heads when making decisions?
2: (laughs) I don't know. And I feel like the premise is not that bad, but it just, the execution and the fact that, okay, so the premise is that, Alexandra Daddario, um, what is her character's name? Heather. Heather, Yeah. she is actually Leatherface's cousin, but she doesn't know it. Right. And so she has to go to Texas to get her inheritance that she just found out she found that she had. Okay, I buy it. But then also, the timelines don't match up because like the baby that she's supposed to be is actually like 40 now, and she's what, 20-something? Yeah. So
0: I think we call those plot holes
2: right off the bat. I want to be a fly in the wall in the writer's room, please. Did anyone bring it up? Or they were just like, no one will care. No one will notice.
0: It's probably. I mean, again, <laughs> it doubled. It's more, it more than doubled its budget at the box office.
2: Yeah. they were like, it's 3d. Who cares?
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, are some interesting kills in this movie, but it is also just ripe with plot holes.
2: Hmm. um, Absolutely.
0: Those the the the, the O three and the 06 movies like signify two thousand horror, yeah. and this one definitely signifies crappy twenty ten <laughs> horror. It's just, it's bad. This one gets a two. <laughs> I don't even care. This one stinks.
2: Yeah, that's fine. It really has nothing going for it.
0: Yeah, it, it like you don't even get the brownie points for bringing back OG car- like OG actors. Yeah, because you brought it back. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Imagine (laughs) just like bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis and just making her a completely different character in the Halloween movie. (laughs) It wouldn't make any sense.
2: No, no, not at all. I remember being mad after I watched this in theaters, just like having a lot of hope for it, just because it was Texas Chainsaw. And then,
0: yeah, that's how you. Yeah, you made a. uh, uh, You learned a lot about economics at that point in your life. (laughs) It was like, wow, this is how you light fifteen dollars on fire. I'm not going (laughs) to do this again. (laughs) Yep, tragic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this one came out in 2013, and then there was a four-year gap with this next one, which is just simply called Leatherface. It is a prequel to the original one. Yeah. So this was your like, uh, you know, origin story, right? Also, just. Oh, this movie sucks. This movie. This is
2: another bad one, and it's another forgettable one.
0: It's, it's so bad. I think I hate this this one the most.
2: This one also. His name is Jedediah or Jackson. Like, what? What names? Why? How did they come to be? And just, I don't get it. This franchise is so
0: confusing. Texas. Jedediah. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah this one was directed by julian Mori uh and alexandra uh or alexander uh bustillo uh they're both french um french filmmakers uh they work together uh, and they have listed as their influences here on wikipedia uh dario argento roman polanski clive barker and john carpenter and let me tell you this movie don't live up to any of those movies that those people have made because this movie stinks um uh, i'm sorry <laughs> we're being harsh but this movie stinks
2: Yeah, it's really bad. Um, So again, I feel like it could have been a strong premise. Like, I feel like every time there's been a new installment of this franchise, it's like, oh, it takes place. It's a direct sequel to the original or it's only a few years later or with the new beginning. It was a few years earlier than that. And it's like, no, give me Leatherface as a baby. Like, I want to see the upbringing. Cool. That would be awesome. If it was executed even remotely decently, which this movie does not do this
0: at is, all. This is the one with the family civil war, right? Yeah. Yeah. This movie sucks. <laughs> I always mix this one in 3D up. But yeah, this one, the stupid war between the two families is the dumbest yeah. thing for me. It does, yeah. it, it, it's like, uh, like,
2: oh, no, you know what? That might be 3D. Oh, that, or is
0: that 3D? Yeah, though no, that's 3D. Yeah. That yeah. one, that, You're no, right. that one's stupid. Yeah. Uh, what is the main premise one, of this one again?
2: That one just tries to. Um, that one, I guess, tries to change the the story a little bit because it's not so much on the family; it's more so, I don't know, the new politics in town, and then Heather comes and.
0: I'm trying to know. remember. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, the civil war in that one is really stupid.
2: Yeah, it a is. Family
0: war. What? I think, yeah, it's I like just civil war.
2: Two families. It's just yeah, just two families that. Her yeah, enemies.
0: the the Capulets and the Montagues of Texas yeah. <laughs> just going at each other. Um, exactly. But yeah, this one,
2: this one just shows his upbringing, which right.
0: is just stupid.
2: And they have um, what's her face? Um, sorry, what is the actress' name? Lily Taylor. She plays his mom, and she gives a okay performance. She's a good actress, but it's still not good enough. To make this movie good, I
0: think that I don't remember a lot about this movie. It's
2: not good.
0: It's not good. You know what? Well, I mean, I guess. Does it also lay the the groundwork for the, the two families fighting? I think it. I can't remember.
2: I don't remember because it's like so far before the three D one.
0: Oh, you know what? This one has Steven Dorf as the ranger, who's like mm-hmm. on a fucking like mad mission to, to get revenge. Yeah. That one, yeah.
2: For the murder of his daughter. Right. Uh,
0: (laughs) I don't have any thoughts.
2: You don't need to watch this one. It's just so stupid.
0: Yeah. A two?
2: Yeah, I think a two.
0: I think a two as well. These, God. It's funny that people, like, to me, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a movie that was released in 1974, and that is the mm. only movie that ever came out.
2: I know. I know. This one really is just bad. Yeah. But somehow, it has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is way better than a lot of the other mm. The 14er.
0: <laughs> yeah. And again, apologies to any, like, diehard fans of this franchise who love these movies for whatever reason. Yeah. We don't. That's our opinion. <laughs> you can argue about it and get upset or you can just be like oh okay but you know fighting the fight of proving to people that texas chance on massacre is a, a fully fledged franchise with multiple injuries that all deserve their credit it's right. not, a, not a battle i would stand and fight one bit
2: no and too i mean we're saying we've enjoyed some of these even though they're not good Yeah, so that's and that's, that's, that's stands for something it's are not completely saying they're not worth watching and this is the terrible franchise there are just some entries that are terrible and not worth watching but there are some that are terrible and funny
0: and worth fun. watching right yeah yeah it's just like how do you explain mm-hmm. to someone like imagine like i don't know someone went into a coma in like 1976 or something uh, after watching the original texas chainsaw massacre and they woke up today and they were like, mm-hmm. did anyone ever make any more of those Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? And you're like, oh boy, did they? <laughs> Have was, fun. It was rebooted 17 times with five different continuity lines, uh, and a brand new sequel just came out, uh, and it's real bad, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. Because now we're on the point of the new one. Um, yeah. Directed by David Blue Garcia, produced by uh, Fetty Alvarez, um, who obviously made the fantastic remake of Evil Dead. Uh, he did Don't Breathe, uh, which is one of my favorite like original horror movies of this century. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, haven't seen it yet. Uh, but this is also a sequel to the original movie. Yeah. So, God. At some point, you just gotta realize... It's just not working. It's just not worth it in the end, is it? Just just make something (laughs) original. Like, I saw a trailer for this new movie called Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. It's like some action movie, but it's original. And I was like, cool. An original idea. That excites me because it's just, I don't know. I sound like a hypocrite because Scream 5, I was like, cool, do it. Yeah. Just make it good. And they did. Because Radio Silence is is fucking good. Um, And so is Fetty Alvarez. I just don't understand what could have gone wrong with this movie. Because you don't like it. And we've established multiple times on this podcast. And when you got an opinion, we more, more or less aligned.
2: Yeah. There's never been a time where I'm like, I love this movie and you hate it. And then vice versa. It's usually like we're both, eh, it was pretty good. Or like, eh, it was pretty bad. But it's never...
0: Yeah, that. I don't even know movies like you hate deep down that I love.
2: I don't think there's any Resident Evil. No, I only saw like the first one growing up, but I oh, never okay. watched the rest of them. Yeah,
0: those are like those are my go-to guilty pleasure zombie <laughs> movies. All right, maybe we'll work on that. Okay. Just like <laughs> just try to argue with each other for an hour over over movie takes. That'd be funny. Um, yeah. Right. So yeah, walk us through 2022 tcm
2: yeah so this movie like you said it's a direct sequel from the first one um it follows a group of friends who uh, are starting it's it's like an okay premise they could have they could have gotten away with it um it starts off okay like i was actually pleasantly surprised with maybe the first quarter of it um and it follows a group of friends who uh, are going to Texas. They want to start like this new business and kind of start this new life away from like violence that they've seen back home. Um, one of the sisters, Lila, she was actually a victim in a school shooting and a lot of her friends died and she survived. So she's kind of dealing with that trauma. Um, and they go there and they pretty much, I guess, bought or rented this, uh, land (laughs) that has kind of like older shops that are still there. And in one of the uh, places, it was a rundown orphanage that a woman named Virginia is still living in. And they have this whole ordeal about like, oh, this isn't yours anymore. We bought it. This like plot of land, you need to get out. And kind of like the authorities are helping them. And she's like just this frail old woman. So it's just really sad because they're running her out of there. Um, So... She, I'm not going to give away the whole plot, but basically she has to go to the hospital. They basically, like, run her to the hospital because she's so frail and old. And, surprise, that's where Leatherface has been living, is in this orphanage. um, And it's kind of suggested that the woman, Virginia, was taking care of him. We don't know if that's supposed to be his mom or what is going on, but that's the situation. So... As the group of, you know, young adults are trying to start this new business in this new town, um, Leatherface is on a rampage. So that's basically the premise of it all. It's okay until they make the characters so stupid. Literally the most unintelligent characters I've seen in a really long time. And that's what really annoys me when horror movies do that because it's just like it's so unbelievable like of course having a, a slasher or whatever the the villain is already isn't something that's relatable but if you're yelling at the screen like you could do this go run here go do this shut the door maybe um yeah that annoys the hell out of me so that is the main reason why this movie sucks because there are so many situations they could have gotten out of but for the sake of the story they just made them really stupid and i hate that
0: hmm well. Let me and. You. Well, go on.
2: <laughs> I was going to say I guess we won't get into spoilers just because we didn't give a spoiler warning, but there is one death that is so unnecessary and so stupid, I wanted to scream. Cool. That is all.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what I've seen major criticisms of this movie are that it it basically tries to Halloween 2018 itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um you've got uh, Sally Hardesty who's now portrayed by Owen uh Fueri. yeah Fueri. uh she um is an irish actress um obviously took over for the role uh for marilyn burns who passed away in 2014 um and then you have mark burnham uh playing leatherface uh gunner Hansen also passed away um but yeah you know it she the trailer goes off like she's like this Ranger, like out mm-hmm. like oh I've been waiting for this night for fifty years. Yeah. Like basically JLC in yeah. Halloween twenty eighteen. <laughs> which like doesn't work really anymore. Yeah. Be-
2: yeah. Because Jamie Lee Curtis was in multiple of these movies and Sally was in half of two.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Sally <laughs> Sally Hardesty is an iconic character, for sure. And we talked about all the iconic moments in the first one with her. But because of how inconsistent the movie and the franchises have been since then, I think it's a little bit of a tough sell to try uh-huh. to get people to be on board with oh, cool. Like, that's Sally. She's been training. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. I just saw this movie, didn't I? Wait, didn't he have a knife? <laughs> And, like, a William Shatner mask. I just saw this movie, (laughs) didn't I? And, yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. Um, And I've heard it's very gory.
2: It is, yeah. There's a lot of blood, which was fine. But I just couldn't get over, like, all of the kills were because the characters are so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact of um, Sally coming back and, like, being... um, like a like Jamie Lee Curtis character and, you know, basically copying it. Yeah, that happened, but that's not even my biggest criticism. Like, I forgot all about that just because the characters are so dumb. None of it makes sense. They say they're going to do one thing and they do the other. They, the part with the bus, I won't get into too many spoilers, but they open the bus door and just let it open for him to come on. Literally, what is
0: happening? let's see where he's like the, the guy pulls up like IG live and he's like yeah better not do anything bro I'll get you cancelled yeah like okay whatever with the line right <laughs> like whatever but like you said opening the door and letting him on the bus I feel like it's something yeah. a lot of people in the situation would not do right most people I'm gonna say everyone in the world would never let <laughs> Leatherface onto a bus in a real life situation Yeah. So the fact that they do that and then my man tries to use cancel culture (laughs) to defeat Leatherface uh, is bold. Definitely. You know, like, it reminds me of, like, Scary Movie when. Yeah. um, What's Your Face is is, uh, fighting Ghostface, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like you have the knife, you have the the bomb, you have the grenade or the handgun, and then you get to the end (laughs) and it's a fucking banana. And you choose the banana like my man used the banana equivalent here yeah. which again I don't know if they're going to make a sequel to this one but I'm going to make a a bold claim that cancel culture is not the downfall of other (laughs) face in that sequel
2: no and there is a post credit scene that I guess I won't say spoilers but it does open up the opportunity for another movie so i guess i guess netflix will decide by viewership because the reviews are not good yeah. but if it got a lot of viewership maybe they'll make another
0: well i think death note got a lot of views and i really hope they don't make a second one i don't
2: are they are they supposed
0: to i there was talks of it maybe like a couple years ago that i heard that they were interested in making a second one um and on the fact that it's just a complete and fucking fu you to one of the greatest anime well, yeah. of all time. And something that's like near and dear to my heart and a lot of people's hearts, just twilighting the fuck out of it for a Netflix movie is just not ever something that anyone should ever do. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's crazy to me that Netflix can release fear street, three movies that are all super solid, a lot of fun, mm-hmm. new actors, new roles, new characters, you know, even some that have been on the streaming service before that are popular in other shows. Yeah. And then also just green light the hell out of this movie. And what does it got? A 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um,
2: Still better than the 14% somehow.
0: Somehow. Uh, (laughs) But it doesn't instill faith in me.
2: No, it's really bad. Unlike I was telling you before, It's really short, so you could just do it and send it, but it might just make you really mad.
0: Send it? Yeah, no, I could. I could full send. But also, like, (laughs) I think like a week ago, my girlfriend was like, do you want to watch the new Texas Chainsaw movie? And I was like, not really.
2: Yeah, you're like, I should, but I really don't want to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which kind of sucks, because again, this was a release that was hyped up on our calendars. Um, I will probably watch it. I'd probably have to. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, is the gore over the top, not tasteful?
2: No, it's pretty good. It's not over the top like the Halloween kills, because, you know, some of that, we like the the blood and gore in Halloween kills, but some of it just felt, like, ridiculous for no reason. Right. It wasn't like that. It was okay. a good amount.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, I think Scream 5 handled gore, like, very, very well. mm mm-hmm. um, Well, yeah, all right. And a Netflix release. Yeah. Which, again, what? Moves on what? 80 minutes? 81?
2: 80-something, yeah. Yeah. 81, yeah.
0: Damn.
2: So, not going to give it a glowing review, but if you watch it, you
0: watch it. I'll think about it. <laughs> <sighs> so, what are you giving this one? A two. Wow!
2: Yeah. Straight you... twos
0: damn, you you hated this one more than 03 and 06.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's better, I would say, I mean, it's worse than 3D, too. I oh, would sure. say, but I don't want to give it a 1, because it's not that dramatic.
0: But. Damn. Yeah. I, I feel like we, we talk about it a bunch, the idea of stupid characters. And maybe yeah. we've been spoiled recently with, like, smart characters. Mm-hmm. Even, like, in original films, like Ready or Not, where um... Samar Weaving is very smart in mm-hmm. that movie, and it's appreciated. And she's great, uh, and the movie's great. Mm-hmm. That when you do a franchise like this and you reboot it on a, on the biggest streaming platform as a direct sequel, and you, you know, bring back iconic characters and stuff like that, having the dumb teens die in however stupid manner—it's just—it's just annoying.
2: It is. It's such an old horror movie trope. Like I was not expecting it from a 2022 movie, especially one that talks about cancel culture, talks about gun violence, talks about that kind of thing. I was trying to find another example, but you know what I mean? They're like supposed to be woke characters Mm. and then they're just dumb as shit, which really got me mad.
0: (laughs) Interesting. So the movie definitely tries to play on like important themes going on in today's world.
2: Yeah, it does, but it's, like, it's such a short movie, and there's no meaning to it. Like, it's just, like, really quick, and, like, nothing nothing matters at all, which is unfortunate.
0: Interesting. Do you like Sally in the movie?
2: Yeah, she's, yeah. Like, again, it's just, like, such a short movie that you barely get to know her, but what she brings to the table, yeah, I liked her in it.
0: Got it. But not better than JLC? No. Cool. All righty, so two out of you. And uh, let's see. We've got nine movies here. Uh, We scored them 10, 7, 4, 3, 3, 4, 2, 2, 2. Uh, So that's 6, 10, 16, 20, 37 divided by 9. Uh, Can't quick maths my head out of that one. Uh, I'll pull out a calculator. 37 divided by 9. That's an average of 4.1 for the franchise.
2: That's that's pretty fair. I think that's...
0: Fair, not Yeah. Good. I was good. No, no,
2: no, no. No, that's pretty fair. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Damn. Crazy, crazy to me that no one has been able to basically twenty Halloween twenty eighteen this movie the right way. Mm-hmm. You know. Everyone's facing oh. that. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Alrighty, so that is our. Synopsis are retrospective on the TCM franchise. Um, again, one of the most iconic villains. One of like you know we talk about scenes and the sound. What the the at OG like yes flash camera flash door creak sound whatever you want to call it from mm-hmm. the original is so iconic. Okay, that's not very really bad. But
2: um, <laughs> the buzz. Is yeah,
0: back. whatever it is. Um, that Sally. Leatherface, The Sawyers, so many iconic things that mm-hmm. just haven't translated to at least three good movies.
2: I know. It really is sad. It's crazy. I think the franchise is just cursed at this point.
0: Unfortunately. It does seem that way. Um, so yeah. I don't know what reviews and movies we got on the, the, the docket for next but I definitely like the idea of going through the, the different decades
2: the decades yeah
0: i think that'd be a lot of fun our top 10 of the decades or something like that
2: yeah that'd be fun there's so many
0: (laughs) and it gives us episodes for four uh 70s 80s 90s 2010s uh, five gives us five episodes
2: yeah pretty good
0: yeah
2: all right awesome well everyone listening you can let us know how you feel about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. If there are ones that you feel like we terribly underscored or maybe overscored, any thoughts that you have, you can leave us comments, reviews on Apple podcasts. You could also tweet us if you want to give us your thoughts. My Twitter at is at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end. And then Max is at odd slice. So we will be back with another fun episode TVD on that. But thanks